Hey, I'm Y.O. Lee, and welcome to Sex Stories, a podcast where I ask people to tell me about their sex lives. Today on the podcast, I have... David Zwick. Do you want to say your full, you want to say your full name? I don't know. Okay. You have David. Today on the podcast, I have David. David. No, you can say my full name. Okay. I don't, I don't care. Great. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself so people can get a good idea of who's Who's going to be sharing their most personal details with us? Would it help orientation-wise? Like, I think all of okay. it. Like okay. age, orientation, identification, gender. Social security. Social security all, number, all of that important information. Yeah, all of everything, everything. I am a 28-year-old male, presenting male. I am a heterosexual male. These are all... That's as far as it goes in terms of sex-related information. And then I... I host the podcast, Try It, You'll Like It. Uh, I'm a comedian, filmmaker, and then do a lot of cooking. That's what my whole podcast is about. Very delicious cooking, by the way. He shares it with me. Oh, thank you so much. And then I also run marathons and play volleyball and write. And yeah, and I have a dog named Dallas. I wasn't dog. prepared to tell biographical information no, about me, Karen. I've never listened Wyo. to an episode. Oh, excuse me. Why? <laughs> I'm practicing. Uh, and I can too. That's no problem. But yeah, I, I've never listened to an episode of these because this is being recorded before it's released. Correct. So I don't know what happens on this. Okay, so and I didn't know I'd be having to share I know, personal I information. You. I didn't know whether I'd be surprised with like, do you want to share your name? Do you want to just be David? Do you want to go with a pseudonym? And like, as of right now, unless things change, uh, unless you throw a lot of like bombs at me, I think I'm fine to say who I am for well, this. Well, I don't have any bombs prepared, but sometimes I accidentally make bombs, but sure. not real ones in case any TSA people are listening. That's, Fair enough. That's yeah. I, I, yes. Anyway. Yeah. What I really want to know about is your sex life. Sure. I like to know details. Great. And if you want to start at the very beginning, sometimes that's a good place to start. Yeah, I could start at the beginning. Yes. And I don't mind sharing that we're friends. We're friends. Yeah. And there's also a factor that like, I don't know how I'm the best possible guest for your podcast uh, in the sense that like, I'm not uh, actively seeking or having a ton of sex. That's great. Uh, but yeah, let's get into why that might be. Well, great. I love that. And uh, also, this is not explicitly for people who are banging all the time. Sure. I want a wide cross-section of humans. Great. I, I'm happy to set one side of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. So tell us like some of your philosophies, <laughs> uh, early experiences, whatever, wherever you want to start. Let's see. I did not have sex in high school. Did not have sex my freshman year of college. I had one opportunity where someone was like, get a condom, and I felt that this was not... I think I had a lot of a romanticism towards that like first sexual experience, and it was someone who I'd met at a party who I had no sense of comfort with and knew then that I did not want that person during that freshman year to be the person I have sex with for the first time. Mm. Um, so what did you do when they were like, get a condom? I didn't get one. <laughs> I was like, I think I just said I'm not ready. There was a moment actually that I haven't thought about in years where there was someone I knew back home. Uh, so I'm from north of Chicago. And there was someone I knew from back home who, where we like had spent the summer after high school making out a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was a, and there was a moment where she came over one night when I was back home 
and there was an opportunity where it's like it felt like it was moving in that trending in that direction and i remember like at the time i think my bed was in the basement of my house and usually it was on the second floor and i remember going upstairs because i always had condoms because my dad when i was 16 gave me a box of <laughs> i think no no it wasn't 16 like i was brother? i was a freshman in high school and the way my dad wanted to address sex with me was like i don't care what you do but when you do have sex here are these and it was an obscene amount to give to someone who was not close to having sex do you remember the brand like, and the it was for sure was trojan condoms but it wasn't like a three pack or 12 pack it was a i want to say uh, it's like the size of like a three by five note card so i want to say that's the 36 <laughs> pack so it's like that's not like hundreds of condoms but uh, to someone who had never had sex before it felt that way mm -hmm. and they never got used they expired before they were useful sure but then i think there's a thing of like carry a condom that was like a cultural thing that one was yes. doing at least where i was growing up like at the end of high school and certainly during college and so i knew i had them upstairs went to grab them and i remember placing it on like my makeshift bedside table and i feel like in placing it down with like some authority i wasn't ready and I think by me placing it down with any sort of like gusto, like that scared her off and we didn't have sex. And, and I think that was then? a good thing. What? When was, was that? That would have been during my freshman year. Okay. And nothing, didn't have sex then. The summer when I got back from freshman year, uh, I had this on again, off again thing with my high school girlfriend. And I say girlfriend friend loosely only because uh, we only ever like were a boyfriend girlfriend situation for no longer than two months mm -hmm. but there was this whole back and forth because she like still liked me but broke up with me because i was annoying uh but then i'd heard that she had an expectation that i was going to be asking her to prom because she still liked me and i remember a very awkward conversation where i called her to let her know i would not be asking her to prom that summer before my freshman year i wrote a picture book to her because I thought like that would be the right person for me to have sex with at the time. And she did not appreciate being asked to have sex via picture book uh, for you her first time. Can please explain? I don't know what it means when you say ask to have sex via picture book. So I, I, like, I made like a cute, what I thought was cute and funny picture book being like, we have the parts and then like grabbing the thing from like a sex ed book and like just like a turning page did you draw it or were you like I know it was, it was mainly this? graphics pulled from Google. Yes. Uh, and this would have been like in 2009, maybe some clip art. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she did not want to have sex with me after that. Uh, and we'd never had sex. How did she tell you? That she didn't want to have sex with me? She was like, I need to consider this. And she took the picture book with her. And I think she texted me before I left to go back to Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Because I'd heard from friends that, that she had been hoping to and I thought I don't know that the picture book would seal that deal, mm -hmm. but then I go back for my sophomore year and then there's a girl who lived above me. She was much more experienced than I was. And by the middle of September of that year, we had hung out a few times and made out a bit. And then on her birthday, I went to go hang out at her party and then like we drifted towards her room and like she wanted to, but then learned that I was a virgin. She was like, this won't happen. And then there was no, I'm not using names, so I feel comfortable saying mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. We're making out and I, we still make out. And then like I end up probably 
giving oral sex for like half an hour. And at that point, she was like, I'd have sex with you. So I think by being comfortable with everything but sex leading up to it, I think made her comfortable. At least I hope I, it did. Mm-hmm. And I think it did because we dated for nine months after that. Okay. So that's how that happened. Okay. And so then we dated for nine months. It was a healthy sexual relationship and not so healthy relationship otherwise. I don't think I was ever her boyfriend. Oh, how did how often did you guys see each other? Like, what was the communication? I probably like? saw her like two to three times a week, but okay. we were texting every day. I feel like she didn't want a boyfriend because there was moments where it's like I prepared a dinner she, like early on. She was like, "This is too soon for dinner," and I just thought like, "Oh, I thought things were going well. I'm I cook. I'm happy to make dinner." Yeah, totally. Uh, and like that, I think was scary to her. There was a moment, like right before my birthday's in November. There's a moment right before my birthday where we did break up for a second. You broke up with your non-girlfriend. She broke up with me. Okay. And then I talked about it with an uncle and I was annoyed, but I was like content with it because I was like, I didn't see this going anywhere with any like significance. And he was like, but are you having a good time? And he was, I was like, yeah, I'm having a great time with her. He was like, why would you stop? And so I like was able to reaffirm that because like I, I do have a problem of rolling too far ahead mm-hmm. uh, in relationships. And that was present there. Uh, so we got back together and just like it wasn't, she didn't want a boyfriend. There were all plenty of times where we should have broken up. And then it was a healthy sexual relationship that ended because it wasn't a healthy romantic relationship. Uh, then had uh, another shorts in college. The next girl I like dated with significance after that. There's someone I dated for like two months and then someone I ended up dating for like a year and a half. And then... And in those relationships, how was the sex related to it becoming a relationship? Well, early on in college, I would end up having sex with someone before dating. Like Mm -hmm. the second person I dated, we had sex the first, after the first date. The next one, we went on a date after we had sex from a party. Mm. Um, So A post-sex date? Yes. What did you do? Oh, I'm asking a non-sex question. Well, we met at a party. And then? And then ended up having sex. And then? And then... My phone died, and then a few days later... Uh, oh, I thought you meant like in the same evening. Oh, no, 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 Like no. they thought that was... No, okay. no. Got it, got no, it. A few no, days later, after I finally mustered the courage to like reach out to her again and and not make her nervous, I didn't realize that was what I was doing, but I was also 21 at the time and not great at being able to articulate how I was feeling in a right. situation. Totally. Uh, so... Eventually, I was able to be like, oh, I had a great time and I'm sorry for making you, scaring you in any way and wanted to see her again. We did it for a year and a half. But yeah, early on, it was sex would happen early. And then there was a shift that occurred after that year and a half relationship where I would be less interested in having sex right away. And that's pretty much where I've ended up. There have been times where I've had sex on a first date since, but it's been pretty rare. Will you tell me a little bit about your current relationship with sex, like how you like when you want it to happen, how it feels to you and stuff like that? I don't know if I have a healthy relationship towards sex currently in that I need a lot of emotional groundwork and protection to be done prior to having sex with a person. Mm -hmm. I either need it to be very clear. The times I have had sex early on with someone recently, it's like someone I went on a date with like was like it's not a big deal to me to have sex on a first date and I was like well it is to me and I was like I, I'd like to know that like the date went well enough and that regardless of how sex goes I'm going to be seeing this person again and that it's not just yeah. a sexually motivated relationship which doesn't interest me as much yeah I think I 
I'm at a point where I don't want to have sex unless it's in a relationship and I kind of need to know that I'm like close to best friends with this person before entering into a, a sexual relationship. I don't have as much fun uh, and part of that forward thinking process that I have with sex about like where is this going to end up where like in the moment I'm not having a blast unless I've protected myself, which is something I'm examining outside of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of just where I've ended up. I The times where I've had first date encounters that have led to sex, I've just been, I've left them kind of shell-shocked, especially as like during it or immediately afterwards realizing like oh this is a person who like she was not interested in me personally but really wanted sex to happen Mm -hmm. and that just hasn't left me feeling good or there's been times where it's like i've been on a couple dates with someone we end up having sex but because they like uh one time someone like left immediately at like four in the morning so then i was like that felt weird yeah where it's like i guess we never talked about whether you'd be sleeping over but like I guess it got to the point where like they got out of bed and immediately put on clothes on and left where it's like I never even had the I never felt like I it was so quick I didn't have the chance to offer. Did you snuggle? Uh no. At all? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember. Huh. That was not my favorite time. But that was also the thing too it's like that was still maybe 4 or 5 years ago and I'm youngish. I'm 28. So that was like when I was like 23ish, maybe 24. But I was like, yeah, I didn't have I wasn't in touch with my, myself enough to know or to be able to articulate like, hey, this is the thing that I need out of this encounter and moving forward and everything else. Like, I think I just felt like abandoned by someone leaving that quickly without saying like I had a good time or like mm-hmm. this is the thing I'd like to have happen again and how I ended up feeling like was like used um totally and i don't feel with sex for me i'd rather just masturbate than have someone else end up feeling that way because of whatever need i need from sex and i like i have friends who like would have an anxiety if they didn't have sex after a period of time and for me i don't i don't care i would like to know i'm a little curious about the part of you that describes that as not necessarily a healthy relationship with sex because it sounds to me like you are in the process of figuring out how to articulate your needs i am in the process of being able to articulate my needs the unhealthy i don't know if it's unhealthy i'm having less fun than i would like to be having (laughs) and that to me is unhealthy it's like i i want to have a blast i want sex to be fun for her and for me but in the process of like setting these emotional boundaries i am setting these physical boundaries that are preventing sex from happening and i will tolerate that over like uh putting myself in a position of getting hurt but also like life involves having some hurt and in this process in this past couple of years i'm just having way less sex Uh, and that's okay yeah Uh, i am having less fun what is the most fun you ever had sexually like what's what is it can you identify anything that makes it feel the best or like emotionally heightened whatever 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 like what are the bests or worsts I've had a lot of bad sex. Tell me one. Tell me a terrible. Terrible one. Uh, the worst one was a first date encounter. We, uh, I've had a couple first date encounters that were first date encounters met through an online through. Uh, one was Tinder. I think the other one would have been Coffee Meets Bagel, and where we meet, I feel like it's going well. I'll share two bad ones that are pretty similar. One, I left a bar. And then she went outside to smoke a cigarette. So the cigarette surprised me. It was like I was already like ready and feeling like I was having a good time with this person. I was like, mm-hmm. I guess I'll forgive a cigarette. And then like there was something about the way she said, 
it was just so aggressive where it was like it to say it out loud now sounds funny but but at, at the time it just was like it didn't give me any comfort and that was the moment where i was like this was a mistake but like we're making out and then she's like eat that pussy like she like had a whole change in voice and there was something about that aggression that like really like didn't make me feel comfortable were you at home at this, this point was or at, this... at home okay. in my bedroom Post making spot. out and it was like a shift in tone of voice Got it. and i was like oh, we still i still had sex after that but i was like i knew then that something was not right here mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have a question yeah. do women often initiate and say go get a condom uh with me yes Hmm. and i think with me with my nervousness about sex in general and i would not call myself a particularly sexually aggressive person i do find and that probably is a reason why i'm not having a ton of sex because i'm not particularly sexually aggressive sure yeah women say that to me a lot when we're like naked in bed because i'm not the one to go grab a condom fair um the only reason i'll say that the times where i'll say should i get a condom is this is when someone's like grabbing my dick and like moving it towards their vagina and i'm like if you're if that is you saying we should have sex i should grab a condom great but otherwise like i'm not going to uh move towards penetration without protection Mm -hmm. but that's also someone who probably wants me to go grab a condom trying to indicate like go grab a condom don't make me do all the work of like right, right, being right. sexually ag- aggressive uh but that that is oddly what i need in a partner of like someone like making it clear that sex is okay totally do you initiate conversations around sexual health at all like with blowjobs with going down on people uh do i yes How, is it awkward like what is that like for you because i feel like in my history and my personal in my past i'm always the one that's like if we're going to do mouth stuff, let's talk about stuff. Mine is more about sense of comfort mm-hmm. and intimacy, I suppose. Like, there is a thing where, like, I dated someone who I thought was a blast and I wanted to keep dating them and they broke up with me. But one of the weird things in that situation was for the longest time we'd hang out, have a really good date, and then make out for a little bit. And she was like, it's stopping here. So she was being very clear. Uh-huh. But then there was one night where the first time, the only, the last time I saw her, she spent, we ended up making out at my apartment and she was like she because she had been so clear in terms i had not gone in with the expectation that sex was on the table for that evening and when she i was like she was like i want to have sex i'm horny and i want to have sex i was like i was not ready for that but like give me a moment to mentally get there and because i wasn't like right away i want to have sex with you mm-hmm. sex didn't happen and then she was like at all at all didn't what, happen that why night. why because she's like changed her mind i think because i wasn't 100 percent. yes yes let's have sex right away right away huh which i don't blame her for but then i didn't see her again after that ever and i think I'll ever with her, ever Whoa. like but then she was like i'll give you a blowjob but i don't like receiving oral and then that is a situation that i get uncomfortable with is that something that you've encountered a lot is it it's a thing that doesn't make sense to me. I wouldn't say I've encountered it a lot, but I haven't encountered it more than once okay. of women who don't enjoy receiving oral. Mm. But yeah, to me, it's like far more intimate to have someone giving me oral than like sex. Totally. I agree. Uh, and so like I'd like at least talking about that whenever that is starting to enter the equation. It's like, you know, I mean, if what's on the table for you each way 
but let's talk about it because to me it's like that is far more intimate and close to another person than sex uh, and if we're exploring both let's talk about what our preferences are mm. how do those conversations unfold like do you feel pretty comfortable communicating to people like what you like what you need and i like- mean your listeners might be getting this already but i, I over talk yeah. in general but do you like so <laughs> i'm i would actually even love to know explicitly if you want to share anything like the things that you like the things that i like i don't know what i'm figuring out what i like oh, okay yeah i especially like um the spoon position mm-hmm. um, are you a big spoon yeah 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 okay for yeah. if we're talking sex positions <laughs> right. karen yes, I, I am uh <laughs> I suppose someone could do a reach around from a spooning position, uh, but that is not my preference. My preference is I'm big spoon in this situation. I forget. I can go either way. Yeah, that, that sex position is one I enjoy. I like talking about like if I am going to be behind someone. I especially like standing up. Mm-hmm. I just because like I feel like I have leverage and also because I'm currently dealing with an ankle injury, but when I'm not injured. I am prone to like cramps when I'm in a missionary position. So mm-hmm. standing up, like I get what I think is proper blood flow. I don't know whether I'm like cutting off circulation of my knees or whatever. It's all going yeah. to one place. Yeah. It's, there's it's all, the blood's all tied up in sure. one place. Standing up, I feel a lot more comfortable. So that is just a thing I... Like standing up facing each other or standing up big spoon? Uh, standing up big spoon, standing up facing each other, standing up and like all me standings. holding someone in what would be like a missionary yeah. uh, standing up though. It's yeah. like they're on their back, but I am standing up. What do you think about shower sex? Uh, I've had shower sex once, and I it's uh, it didn't work well for lubrication purposes, mm-hmm. but otherwise, like I'm not opposed to it. I just think it's slippery, and it's you're slippery. Like, part of you is always cold. Yeah, and I mean, showering together is the same problem. Yes. Yeah, I know. Someone's That's always why cold. I don't want to have shower sex until I'm very rich and can have like eight shower heads. Or know? just two. Two shower heads would be enough. What about four? Okay, I think <laughs> two. I think uh, I think all you need is two, and that's not a that's not a level of wealth that you have to worry too much about getting towards. Because two shower heads, you have the one that like literally you, you have one that, that is just you have soon. a stationary one above, and then you have the if so no, long as you I get, want them on the sides. You, you, it's a side shower head. All you need is a side shower head and another shower head. head that like works that moves like the snake. I don't want to have sex with water in my eyes, and I want you won't. Them... Okay, but here's what I want: I want yeah. two wall showers, like on each side, like a front and back. Yeah, maybe maybe two more, <laughs> and then okay. I want two, so each person, each partner can have a massager. Okay, but also maybe it would be a group situation. So then maybe you'd want all of them to be removable. I'm just brainstorming Fair. here. I don't like being yeah. cold. And I don't think I'm going to have group sex. Well, that's fine. Yeah. What uh, What would you say is the biggest turnoff? If cold stuff is a big turnoff for me, what would you cold. say is one for you? No, it doesn't have to be cold. No, I mean... What's your version of cold? I do comedy. There's a... And I know this conversation hasn't been, like, super funny. I uh, think we're hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to take this seriously, so I'm not trying to make jokes about this. But... I get a weird performance anxiety if someone's like talk dirty to me, like without like prepping about like what do you like to talk about. Mm. So it's like it's it's the equivalent to me of like be funny, or someone hears that I'm a comedian is like tell me a joke, uh, where it's like no. Do you know any sex jokes that you would want to tell me right now? Do I know? Any? No, <laughs> no, thank you. Good. No, okay. so that's one where it's just like I. 
I don't know what you want me to do here. It's it's more like if someone's being that to me is someone like almost kind of like being unclear with what you want. Totally. It's like talk dirty to me, but like what do you want me to say? Yeah. Have you successfully talked dirty? Like do yeah, I have? have but you? that was after coaching, okay. which is like coach me if that's a thing you want. Um, Same. I yeah. I have only enjoyed dirty talk with my current well, my current fuck partner. Yeah. And that's because it happened from a completely organic place and it started after we got to know each other a little bit. And yeah. it was like built in. I mean, it's built into our kinky relationship also. So that's one. A lot of it is just like, it's pretty much stuff that comes up on the date. Like I need to know the person I'm with is not like sexist or racist or bad. Totally. And like, I guess in the bedroom, I don't have a ton of turnoffs. Like I just, it's all like boundary pushing stuff. Like, uh, early on a sexual partner like like moving towards my butt i haven't participated in any butt play in my life i'm not necessarily opposed to it but it's a thing i want to work up to it's not a thing i want to do the first time and just and, like, I, and unprompted yeah maybe like i'm not sticking it. my stuff in any of your holes without unprompted. your permission <laughs> yeah so it's like you got to do the same thing for me it's totally. like uh, we got to be clear about what holes are on the table and who can put what things in what holes uh-huh. and so when i get surprised by something moving towards a hole oh that God. wasn't on the table i'm like I freak out and it's not that like I'm not woke about butt play stuff. I'm willing to like uh, open up my butt to new opportunities and experiences. (laughs) But But. the conjunction, but (laughs) I need some warning. Totally. So that's that's something uh, that uh, I don't want to be surprised by. I can relate to that. One time, can I tell you something I was surprised by once? Sure. One time my partner was going to come on my face and I knew that. Yes. But then it accidentally went in my nose and my ear and I, no way. Yeah. Yeah. That just is too much for me. In nose feels terrible because I feel like that's just like stuck (laughs) in your head then. And he accidentally spit in my nose once and it just tickled and I couldn't. I couldn't. I I I died. I laughed. I broke. I have no interest in coming on a face because I don't want to be come on. And so it's a thing where it's like, I can't justify. I don't think I'd like take any pleasure in it. Like, I guess if I was in a long-term partnership and you were exploring new ways of seeing what we enjoy, I would, Mm -hmm. I would be open to it, but I can't imagine enjoying it. I guess I'd try it. That's fair. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else where it's like a turn off. I guess I, 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 so much of sex is about being comfortable for me. Yeah. So surprises are not good in the bedroom. And I guess like because sex is like so spontaneous, there's that's a little bit of a an odd dichotomy. But like that is I need to be comfortable and I need to make sure the person I'm with is comfortable and having a good time. Well, so surprises I, don't I necessarily like factor in well. A lot of this idea that sex is spontaneous I wonder about that. Do you think that is necessarily true? Because I think that is the cultural myth. But I'm sort of like, I know that the best sex I've had is with a person. I mean, granted, I'm in a kinky relationship sure. where I have a master who plans our sessions. But that is literally the best sex I've ever had. And they fluctuate. They're not super duper strict. But I myself have been wondering about this. Like everything has to happen and be on fire all the time. The best sex I think I've ever had was either in relationship settings and times where the person was so clear that like it's either there's been a couple times where it's like you're only in this city for one more night Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm not seeing this person again so i'm like 
nothing can go this can't get fucked up yeah this can't get fucked up or it's a relationship there's been a couple of instances like that wasn't bad sex that was actually pretty amazing sex that was that situation presented itself only because there was a safety in like no one's going to get hurt here it's like we're being very clear about like oh yeah we both want to have sex here there's nothing to lose there's no emotions that are going to get hurt where as like there are emotions in play in a committed relationship but then there's also the safety of like being able to be that open of who you are with that person as well so those are the contexts where it goes well not a ton of turnoffs what about your upbringing around sex like what were the messages that you stand out to you growing up like do you remember when you learned about sex what you thought it was what your feelings were about it before you had it I feel like I learned about sex when I was like five or six. I feel like I got the puberty book when I was like five or six when my baby brother was being born. Because I remember mm. like knowing that's how it worked at a very young age. Do you remember what book you got? No idea. Okay. I just remember like being like, this is too much. But they, they I think my parents thought like, he's advanced. He'll understand. <laughs> he's and- ready for this. And I was, I, I not that I wasn't, but I don't think I was prepared. Did they give you a sex talk ever? Besides, I'm sure like there was some point where my dad cornered me while I was in the backseat of a car and talked at me at length about something, but I have no real recollection about how that conversation went down. That conversation was probably mired in like how to take care of a woman mm. too, yeah, in terms but... of like traditional roles. My parents are both pretty traditional in that respect, and then some of it's just like based on media. I, I, it's so weird, like swearing and stuff like that was allowed in my house i was raised like reform jewish ish but there were times where it's like i think my i I remember a cousin wanted to watch american pie with me must have been like 12 and they called my mom and she said no but then like the next year they were taking me to rated r movies (laughs) and so there was like a but that those were like road to perdition or uh a few uh, a pianist i remember Mm. so it's like sex they didn't want me exposed to but they we're fine with like prestige dramas. Okay. Uh, so that was a thing. Interesting. It's such a uh, nuanced kind of like cause it's not, sexual it's, message. Cause it's not, I, cause I believe that my parents are like, would prefer me exposed to like sex stuff over like violence, which is like a cultural shift. I'd like to see more people take. Yeah. Uh, cause it's like a more natural thing. And like people don't know how to talk about sex. I'm struggling right now. Yay. And I'm, uh, I'm strong. I'm like open to it, but and I, but I like it is a struggle. The language to talk about it isn't there. Practicing. Uh, so in practicing it, I'm hoping to be better about it. But yeah, it was like prestige dramas, fine. Sex movies, no. But also those sex movies are toxic. So it's not the yeah. worst thing. But I really think it came from a place of not exposing me to sex. Mm. Did but your parents ever talk about having sex? Probably not. If with each other, yeah. No. Mine either. No. I don't think ever. Though I learned like in the past year. They had a pretty quick, like, first date to engagement situation. Mm. And so I started recording a family history thing, and I learned they had sex far earlier on than I ever would have imagined and how that, like, pla- like factored into their quick, like, passionate romance surprised me given that, like, my parents are not particularly physically affectionate now or while I was a kid. Mm. So to hear that, like, difference of, like, it must have factored in while they were, like, falling for one another in a significant way but now and certainly while i was a kid like never really saw that side of them uh was a surprise i also know that my dad i was talking about an idea for i had for a feature that like 
was similar enough to Children of Men without giving stuff away, like Children of Men. Uh, women can't have babies anymore, so it's like similar sort of uh, dystopia mm-hmm. factored in, sex factored in in a different way without giving too much about the project away. But I remember like talking about what I was working on with my dad, and he was like, "You'll when you're older, you'll realize like sex isn't that important." And I've learned yes and no on that. Like it's like not what I like. There are like friends of mine still in our late twenties who like are still so sex oriented in terms of like who they hang out with, making sure that there are girls at mm-hmm. whatever party they go mm-hmm. to, like making sure that there's a potential for sexual opportunity. I think that's where that comes from. But so it's less important to me. because like, I'm not sex motivated, but it's like, I would like the relationship I end up in to be like a significant positive sexual relationship yeah. to say that it wouldn't be that important in that way. It wouldn't interest me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, I never had a comfort with like now watching a movie like American Pie would make me very uncomfortable or like any of that like that like late nineties, early two thousands, like those sex comedies that mm-hmm. exist. It's just like I'm I don't have those attitudes towards women. So it makes me uncomfortable that a movie like reflects that. Yes. And that that was my a potential teaching tool for me. Oh yeah. The other teaching tool for me is like my parents went to bed early and like Skin and Max at a very young age was the thing that was available to me. Really? Uh, yeah, it was just like. Tell the, me about that. Those, Tell me about Those that. channels weren't like banned. So it was like, oh, yeah, like my parents are. Uh, I grew up without cable. So I actually know nothing about. I know nothing at all. It was just about like Skin a lot Max. of. Like it's all softcore porn. And that was available to me. And I think I discovered that when I was like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was like, I probably went through puberty at a young age. I remember. My first experience, like with a, there's a, a sex psychologist, I forget who it is, but who argues that for men, their first period equivalent to like the monarchy experience or whatever that word is, menarche, M E N E, whatever word for the first period for women is, uh-huh. the male equivalent is the first ejaculation, which I don't agree with, but it was just like a fascinating thing. I just still remember the first time I ejaculated and how weird it was. I had no idea what was Did happening you, to me. Really? Yeah. So you didn't know. I like had some. I didn't. I just didn't know what it was going to feel like. I knew what it was, but I didn't okay. know what it was going to feel like. Okay. Skin and Max was just like bad softcore porn, but that was like what I was exposed to. I think the benefit of that softcore porn is like hardcore. I think is like kind of dangerous. If I start out with hardcore porn, I remember like someone showing me hardcore porn, and I want to say eighth grade, and I was like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of close-up shots of insertion and penetration, and there's no story or character right. here. The benefit of softcore, even though it's like poorly written, it's like these are people choosing to have sex in appropriate contexts. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And often they're like sensual, or it's like this was a really passionate affair, or something like that. And it's like it still doesn't present women in the most positive way, but it was certainly better than hardcore porn, which is uh, such an objectification of women. Are there any storylines that stand out to you? Because I've never watched one. Like, do you just like remember? Is there like an icon? I remember women who were involved, like women from the Cinemax things. Really? Those were my early like porn searches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. What about fantasies? Do you have any fantasies that you're willing to share? I didn't have fantasies for a long time, like not specific ones. I am open to trying most things. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm very woke on butt stuff. And, like, to be fair, I know you asked me about fantasies. Like, I've had 
I only think about women sexually. Like that's probably what gets me going. If I'm mm-hmm. like thinking about my thoughts, it's like I don't know if I've found a true. Co- a lot of it's going to be about finding the right person, but right. I'm starting to land on like I can recognize what's attractive in a man. If that, if I, if for a reason like I end up in a situation where it's like maybe that's a viable possibility to me. I'm like not scared of that. I just mm-hmm. don't think that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not like. I'm not, if if we're using the like outdated Kinsey scale, I am certainly not on the far end for the heterosexual. I'm probably like like everyone else yeah. having some Somewhere waffling in the middle. The middle. Yeah. I'm not like a hardcore heterosexual. I don't think I could say that with confidence. Mm-hmm. That's not a fantasy, but it's like, it's a thing I'm probably open to that I probably wasn't open to a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just part of self-discovery. And fantasies, not really. I mean, I... I think a threesome would be too much work for me personally. What if it was with another dude? I'm not opposed to it in the same way I would have been opposed to it years ago. Mm-hmm. Like there was that thing of like, do you question your sexuality if another guy's in the room? It's like, now I don't care, but I would want, I, I just, again, it would just need to be a very comfortable situation, which is why I don't see a threesome happening. Uh, I just would need to be made very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasies. Maybe uh, that's a bad surprise question. Maybe I should. No, but I, I think I, I I have made some discoveries lately. Like I think I haven't because it's new and I haven't had sex in a while. I have discovered I am someone who is affected by ASMR. Ooh, uh, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. It's, that's a new thing for me. So I'm someone who is affected by ASMR, not where it's like an immediate erection, but mm-hmm. if like what I have discovered. Dang, this is personal, but it it's real, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yes. I honestly don't yeah, care. Yeah, great. Because uh, it's like I don't think this is embarrassing in any way. But I've gotten very into because like we all look at porn, and I, I like if I in my porn searches, I don't think would be embarrassing to mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. But the thing, yeah, to anyone, I'm very vanilla. I I uh, the second person I ever dated in college described my sex as very vanilla, and I am fine owning that. That is perfectly fine. Because I, that's another thing too. I uh, turn off. That was someone who wanted uh, me to choke them, mm. and that was thrown on me within the moment. Oh. And I was just like, I don't know how to do that, and I did not want to. I mean, and, that's not safe. Like to be very clear, yeah, choking without any knowledge of how to do to that. Do that? It's yeah. not safe. I I didn't want to do that, and that is the only time I think I faked an erection. Uh, excuse mm. me faked an orgasm oh what the erection was real but i was like i need that and out of it i i didn't again couldn't articulate my situation well enough i couldn't articulate my feelings the only way i felt i could get out of this was like oh if i'm done yeah then the situation is over yeah where i would not do that now but as a 21 year old that's how i saw absolutely oh i had no tools for talking about anything yeah i had no idea yeah and i knew that but i like didn't know what to do about it right which is why I've talked to people as much as possible about sex. Yes. In effort to figure it out. Yeah. And I probably would benefit more, too, from talking more. Or you could just listen to this podcast. Could listen to this podcast. It's not out yet while I'm recording okay, this, though. Well, soon it's going to be out. So I'm very into ASMR JOI videos. So What's JOI J-O-I? is jerk off instruction videos, uh, which I'm <gasps> less into. But it's like, it's usually like a woman who's like uh, wearing either is naked or is like approaching being naked and they're telling me what to do. I care about them. The JOI doesn't interest me a ton Uh in general, except in an ASMR context when someone is like whispering and I'm like hearing 
up close on the mic, like the little like oh, their lips move and mm-hmm. like it just feels for whatever reason I think it's working for me and that like it does create that like usually it's just a certain point that my ima- like imagination takes it from their side like bear, like really just need use porn as like uh, lighter fluid for masturbation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really all I use it for. Isn't that what it? Some I imagine some people like use it the whole time, I suppose, or some people like open up a million tabs. I've listened to a podcast recently uh, where they talked about having a million tabs open as they were listening to porn. Uh, what? There was a whole porn episode on the Pie and Mighty podcast oh. uh, that I listened to recently, uh, which is a very funny podcast. And they just he chooses the topic and that topic that week happened to be porn. I was not a guest on that podcast talking about barbecue I make with my podcast partner. Uh, so it's like it's not all Great. porn, yeah. But to get off of smoked meats and get on to <laughs> ASMR JOI videos. God, I thought you were going to make a meats joke. No, I'm not going for it. I'm not trying to be funny on this podcast. So yeah, there's something about like just the the closeness of that that really does it for me. So I'm wondering in a actual sexual context whether that would be a remarkably effective thing for me and i think it would be Mm -hmm. like the idea of someone whispering my ear sounds very good but other fantasies not really like costume or character play doesn't interest me there's like so many options and i think it's just like i imagine that's the sort of thing and i for a lot of sex that just the way it feels for me it's like that's a partner dependent question for Mm -hmm. me um because like i don't have any like non-specific sexual fantasies because i really don't have any sexual fantasies until like i start to be interested in a person and it's just my approach now i have what i think is my final question okay but i reserve the right to ask more oh ask more questions if you could go back and give your younger self some sexual advice what age would you pick and what would you say i probably just the first thing that comes to mind is like telling my younger self that like the first sexual experience doesn't have to be a romantic situation. I, I I hear that a lot in people talking about sex. It's like not just to get it over with, but it's like you don't need to put that much pressure on the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think I did for myself and not I probably wasn't ready to have sex until I was 20, but I also got to a point where it's like I had those opportunities they went by and then like I unhealthily was like I really would like to have sex before my 21st birthday, mm. which like is not an approach I needed to take at all. Like there's no hard deadline for that. Uh, other sex advice for later. It's like, it's true for me now. It's advice I can give myself now. It's like, I don't need to be thinking about what this means 10 dates from now when I'm having sex on the third or fourth date. I don't need to be planning that far ahead. I just need to be, one day at a time. It's advice I can give to myself in all aspects of my life. But even to now, it's like, I don't need to be worrying about what this means long-term. If someone is making it clear that sex is a viable possibility in this situation, I I can give myself that permission to let go and just enjoy that situation. I'm going to try to do that more often because it's the thing I'm working on outside of this podcast. But that's probably like advice I can give to myself now. With clarity, it's like, you don't need to make such a big deal out of this. Go ahead. See how it goes. And any time someone has said, I'm on birth control, still trust your gut that you want to use a condom, because there's been no point yes. where... Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Because my gut has never not been use a condom, even for situations where it's like, even if I've been having sex with that person for months now, it's like, I still would rather use a condom. Just use condoms. But here's the thing with condoms for me that is new that I don't like, that I need to solve. Uh, and it probably just means like putting lubricant on the inside of the condom, but I don't know if that's bad. But they like, I, I am burning through the lubricant on the inside of condoms super quickly. Mm. So I fi- am finding that I'm going through like four condoms very quickly over the course of a, a sexual session. Interesting. Uh, and that's like probably half an hour. Yeah. That's four condoms. That's and that's lot. four condoms without me ejaculating. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. And so I just. If you can f- ejaculate four times in half an hour, I would be very wow. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> uh, but. I've never encountered anyone that could. yeah i can't or if they did they were holding out on me i mean i've been with women who i think might have done that i'm talking about men ejaculating right. four yes. times in 30 minutes right uh, if you're out there please come talk to me I'm yeah very curious uh, i, I know can't everything. and i just need to figure out how to like either get a super lubricated condom or something in my experience putting like a drop of lube inside the condom can make it come off so okay. I don't recommend that. I don't that. that and that feels wrong. That's don't like do that's that. what I feel like I need but that also feels like not using the the device as it is intended to be used. Right. So I will tolerate this situation of just like hey, nothing to do with you. I need to shift out condoms again. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. And I if I were a woman I'd be like this this dude's a condom weirdo. <laughs> uh but better, I, better I, I'm a condom, condom weirdo. weirdo than a chafy shaft or yeah. a what does it feel like? It's just, it, it feels like a vice grip once there's no like lubricant in there uh-huh. anymore. It just feels like the the elastic band that's on the end of the condom is yeah. just like gripping it. And mm. so that's all I can focus on is the pain of the the latex elastic situation happening there, gripping my penis. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun, but when there is lubrication on the inside, then I'm like feeling the movements as they're happening Mm. which is a better situation because then i am enjoying the sex more have you tried switching up brands no i'm not having enough sex to To play around with condoms okay okay i it's a situation where i should finish the condoms i have i guess i could buy new condoms and then play around finish the condoms you have unless you don't have sex for a long time in which case check their expiration dates and those expiration dates are coming up soon I happen to know when they are. And yes! they are they are so this is uh we're recording this in October. I have until February to use those condoms. Okay. Okay, yeah. there's you have time. Yeah. Or I'll throw them out. Not a big deal. Totally. Not a big deal. Yeah. Don't just rush into sex because your condoms are going to expire. Yeah. And if you're carrying condoms around in your wallet, that's bad, that's right? Bad. That's a bad that's thing. Bad. We should do stop it. doing that. They carry a condom, like it's not as they can wear through. Right. So yeah, I've stopped doing that, but also I've like Don't stopped. Leave having... them in your car if you live in a hot spot. Yeah. Just everyone should own them. That's the thing. Own them. Don't use them with coconut oil. If you like to use that for lube, it is not safe with Ooh. latex condoms. I've never done that. Well, coconut oil is a great lube, but only if you have a monogamous partner that you are ready to have a kid with or if that man has a vasectomy. Got it. How do you feel about men having sex with melons? I mean, I would be curious to watch that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's my honest answer. Um, I would be, what I, my actual response to that is I would want to know 
what size hole they would drill. And I'd be really curious if you only drill one hole, if the pressure, like, I guess it would depend on the type of melon too, because like a watermelon. Well, I, I a just, bit. I've seen some videos and I'm like, I'm not opposed to this. This doesn't gross me out in any way, but like the cantaloupes, I've never done this. I'm not, I'm not looking for confirmation that this is okay because I've done this and I'm like trying to work around whether no, this is cool. I saw a video about, about this. I feel like this was like an early BuzzFeed video when they were like still figuring out what they were doing. But uh-huh. like uh, the suggestion was take a cantaloupe and then put it in the micro, like cut the hole and then put in the microwave for like 45 seconds once you've cut the hole uh, so that it like gets warm but not hot. Uh-huh. And then you, I think it was Vaseline, but I, it could have just been lubricant. Vaseline's so messy to clean up. Sure. And also has, what's in it? Petroleum. Yeah, petroleum jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some sort of lubricant around the hole, and that that is like a cheap sex toy. I recommend coconut oil. But where are you going to put the penis? In the hole. Oh, you're recommending coconut oil for the for melon. the lube. Got yeah, it. You got could, it. And then it would taste delicious. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not weirded out by eating stuff that's touched private parts. Maybe I am. I, I don't am. Know if I've actually done it. I mean, I put my mouth all over the private parts, so. Why would I be like if I'm going to give a rim job? Am I going to be weirded I'm out? I'm not going to give a rim job. Okay, but I will. Okay. <laughs> also, like butts are different from dicks and melons. Just sure. my opinion. Uh, th- that's a thing too. I'm. And then this might be where I become a problematic heterosexual man. <laughs> tell me, tell me. But I'm okay if someone wants to put their fingers in my butt. If if that gets the a okay approval, I will allow it. And I've, I've heard it's great, which is why I'm not opposed to it happening. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to play around with anyone else's butt. And I don't want them to be near my butt without permission. And so maybe that's where I'm wrong. It's like, I'm fine with someone sticking fingers in my butt, but I'm not sticking fingers in theirs. That's fine. And if that makes me a problematic heterosexual male, fine. I don't know if that's... I. I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I would stick fingers in someone's butt. I mean, maybe butt. you would. I, don't, like, uh, I didn't think I would. Mouth I on butts doesn't interest me. I didn't think I ever would be into that. Yeah, in the first and now you're into it? I'd, now I fucking love it. What's great about it? It's been a whole progression. It? I don't exactly know. Like, I've been asking myself this question, and here's the thing. It took me months of doing it, because f- the first time that I... How clean do you make sure the butt is? That's, I think, my first concern. It's clean, but, like, I don't... I there's don't no, do an inspection. There's no, there's no like uh, butt preparation. Uh, I my I do have a partner who I can trust maintains good hygiene. Yeah. So if that I maintain case, good hygiene, but I don't think my butt is ever clean. It's probably cleaner than you think. Okay. Is my guess. Got it. And I know the first like the first several months of me doing it, I was just like nervous because I was like, oh my God, a tongue up a butt. And I would like barely go in. Yeah. And somewhere... I've Your been with, tongue is inside this butt. Now it is. Oh, very cool. It's like cool. Somewhere, somewhere around March, like a switch flipped in, in my brain and I was like into it. Yeah. Into giving a rim job. I, I care a little less about receiving them. Like yeah. I would rather have... Taste-wise... I don't taste anything okay. like I and and maybe if I had ever had a bad experience where I'm like that's poop <laughs> like I would not be into it. But here's the thing: how <laughs> in a year and a half of giving this man rim jobs, do I really think I've never encountered poop, or do I think it's more likely I didn't notice? Right, you probably didn't notice. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's what I imagine. Yeah. but I I mean there was someone I dated where I was like they wanted to lick my taint. 
And I, I Is did that the, the in between part. The in between, mm-hmm. like ball and yeah. butt. And to me, that's just like I don't know. I don't maintain that spot at all. Yeah. And I'd know. I at the time, my immediate response was no. Now I don't think I would care. I mean, I would just be like, "Can I scrub it just to make sure?" Yeah. Because that's how I feel about my vagina. I'm like, yeah. I don't want you to go down on me when I'm like when I've been sweaty all day. That's how I feel for right. my own comfort. Yeah. But I also have had a couple partners that that repeatedly claim that they're into that, and so I'm like, okay, if really okay, yeah. you know. Let me know if it tastes weird and because maybe I have a yeast infection. I don't know. Like that's the flavor taste changes. So Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you any so much. Any more questions? Do you have any questions for me? You actually asked me a good one about melons and that was great. But um, I but I give you the opportunity now to ask me anything. Hmm. Am I doing okay with this? How did I sound? Like I mean, I I'm think not I'm working expert, on my But you sound like you're great like, at communicating. It does, do I sound healthy? In terms of my sexual attitudes, very I'm thoughtful, relatively open-minded. Too and many thoughts. No. Okay. I don't think it's too many thoughts unless you're having them all during sex. Like my my wish for everyone in the world is that they can feel their bodies during sex, but that's simply because that's what changed my life. Yeah. I I need to work on being present during sex. Thrust by but, thrust. Yeah. But I need to be having some sex to get to that point to be able to have that focus. Because yes. right now it's still like, this is a surprise. Yes. And surprise and sex don't go well for me. So, yeah, that's why I guess I don't really have any other questions. Yeah. I'd be curious what your listeners are into. Same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So on that note, hey, listeners. Well, first of all, where can we find you on the Internet? So you can find me on the Internet. Uh, my podcast is called Try It, You'll Like It. It's a fun food podcast where sex probably won't be mentioned at all. And uh, we have our guests try a food they hate one last time. Uh, so we have L.A. chefs, comedians, bakers, brewers. It is a fun time. And then we prepare a tasting menu using the food they uh, hate uh, prepared a bunch of ways. It's a real blast. We have a great time. And then, so that's at Try It, Like It Pod all over the socials. And then personally, I'm at Zwick Tweets on Twitter, uh, David Zwick. And then on Instagram, I am, uh, I keep them separate because my, do a very dumb Twitter bit. And then my Instagram, I, like I also it. do a kind of dumb Instagram bit I like where it. I ask my dog Dallas whether he wants to be on YouTube. His face is priceless. And so... That is Zwixpix, Z-W-I-X-P-I-X. So yeah, if you want to do the work to find me, I'm a I'm a fun follow, but I, I make you do, put in the work. He's fantastic. I make you put in the work to find me, but do go towards my podcast. That is very available. Personally, I'm a little bit more work, but by the time you get to me, I'm worth it. Super worth it. 